0: So today we're going to go ahead with the full summary of Get a Financial Life. Uh, We've started a few days ago and I've kind of um, focused on investing there a bit, but we're going to go through the rest of it today. And we're going to see, I think that there is actually really important advice here. I so far, you know, really like the book as far as I can actually tell. I mean, I'm not a financial advisor. I do not have any knowledge considering financial things, um, Outside of, okay, just don't waste your money. And I don't. I really, 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 really don't. But yeah, getting your house in order. Most people have a hard time saving money, but you can change that by following the seven basic laws of personal finance. The first one, it's important to have health insurance. If you get sick or injured, it could cost you a lot of money. You can research health insurance online and buy coverage yourself if your company doesn't offer it. If you're living in the US, Um, if you're living somewhere else, for example, in Europe, as I'm doing, we already have uh, health insurance. I mean, well, yeah, anyway. The second, the best way to start saving is to reduce your debt. Uh, The interest rate on credit cards is often higher than the return you would receive from investing. So it makes sense to pay off high interest debt first before investing in low-risk investments. The third thing is... The best time to start saving for retirement is when you're young. You'll have more money in the bank as you get older and interest rates will really pay off. Take advantage of your employer's 401k plan to sock away your money and reduce banking costs by going with a bank that doesn't charge fees if you maintain a certain balance. And I've heard it so often up to this point that yeah, go for the 401k plan. Do that. I've heard it in every single motherfucking book quite that I've, um, yeah, that have read around finances and whatnot. And the other thing is invest in ETFs, index funds, you know. This is kind of the two pillars that a lot of financial books uh, are going to. And I, I mean, if it works, then, then yeah, why not? It just makes sense. The fourth one. It's important to save money for emergencies. In case of an emergency, you can use the saved funds for living expenses. You should set up a plan with your bank that automatically shifts money from your checking account into a savings or mutual fund account. The fifth, it is important to invest in mutual funds because they reduce risk and provide diversity. Bonds are usually safer than stocks, but there is still a chance of losing money. Of course, there is always going to be a chance of losing money. I think that... Because of Corona, quite a lot of people have lost some money, which, uh, yeah, I mean, we all can understand that, you know, when we have a look at the the economy at this point in time and everything being just so down and, and whatnot, I mean, it just makes sense. On the other hand, um, I wouldn't necessarily go for mutual funds. You know, in the last episode, I've been talking about the, the difference between mutual funds and index funds. Um, the difference is mutual funds are actively managed, whereas index funds are not. So the thing is, uh, there is a fee. You know, if somebody is working on your portfolio and then just quote-unquote always shifting um, stocks and, and, and whatnot, then uh, this costs a fee. And the fee sometimes can be relatively big. Especially when you just intend to hold your money for... I don't know, 20, 30, 50, 60 years, then it could really add up to quite a sum. Uh, Whereas the the index font department is just free quite, you know, because it is passively managed, which means that you buy things, you know. But yeah. The sixth one is to reduce your taxes, complete a tax schedule A and compare the benefits of itemizing deductions to take in the standard deduction. The IRS provides forms that you can print from their website. So check it out. Getting a grip. You don't need to spend your life worrying about finances, but you do need to know how much money you have and where it's going. First, write down what you want in the future, such as buying a house or a car. Then figure out how much it will cost. Next, Make a list of your income and expenses for two weeks so that you can see exactly where your money is going. Maybe actually also going to do that for a month, you know, because not every week is the same, not every day is the same. Sometimes you spend more, sometimes you spend less. And yeah, you know, to to really get a clue, it's the same with calories. You know, sometimes we eat more, sometimes we eat less. But I mean, if, if you can see a pattern there, you know, on certain days you tend to eat quite a lot unnecessarily, then you could restrict that, you know, and, and you could just, you know, lower that a bit, you know, your calorie consumption or therefore your expenses. It may sound boring, but it is important to keep track of your expenses. You want to be realistic about the costs involved with renting or buying a home, paying for furniture and other large purchases, as well as tuition costs. It's also helpful to set up a filing system and develop consistent budgeting habits that you can follow each month. Finance software like Quicken can help make sense of your financial records so you know where your money is going each month. The final step is to subtract expenses from income. If the result is a negative number number, you must either cut back on spending or make more money. You're living beyond your means. But most often I think it is easier to just cut back instead of making more money. And I I don't know, like I've up to this point I've never been living above my means. I've 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 never I mean, there were some things that I've been uh, saving my money for uh, back in the days. Often it's been uh, video games and whatnot, but I am always very hesitant to, you know, spend my money. I don't actually know why, but I do have a really interesting relationship with money and and with spending money, especially that most often it comes to, well, I actually don't need it, so I'm not going to buy it. Whether I really, really need it or not, there's something different, you know, at this point in time, uh, I do spend most of my money on food, which comes from my uh, fitness habits and, and whatnot, which, you know, is also kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, and I sometimes also feel like, well, do I really need that? Do I really need to, to buy this food and whatnot, even though I'm always trying to be as cheap as it possibly fucking can be. And obviously, there's going to be downsides and, and upsides of that. Well, I'm not going to be able to eat chicken and, and whatnot every single day, but it's going to turn to, to something lower in cost, you know, and, and maybe also more in, in volume and whatnot. Like, at this point in time, I've boiled down my, my eating habits too, okay? I'm going to eat a can or conserve or whatever you want to call it of beans or lentils. chickpeas may sometimes some uh, some corn and that's quite it no there is not gonna be any oil There's not gonna be any vinegar there's not gonna be any uh, pepper salt whatever I'm eating out of the can and that's fucking it I'm actually fine with the taste this is not the problem but sometimes I feel like well um, is it first of all the healthiest and second of all is it really uh, the best for my fitness goals since of course I'm eating quite a lot of carbohydrates and um, even though it is calories in calories out by reducing the amount of calories uh, carbohydrates that you're consuming you can at least as far as I've also seen it uh, reduce the amount of body fat you have and, and, and whatnot but for the sake of the price and for the sake of um, well we could also talk about convenience there I mean I could pre-cook for a whole week and then eat that which I don't know Actually, I actually have to go through that if I could do that It would actually be very very interesting if I could pull off the same You know, maybe even lower calories, but but the same amount of protein anyway, let's see Um, The rules of the game Follow three basic rules when dealing with your finances. The first one is The debt rule. You should never have more than 20% of your annual income in debt, excluding student loans and mortgages. The second thing is the housing rule. Limit housing expenses to no more than a third of your monthly take-home pay. And the third is the savings rule. Save at least 10% of your after-tax income each month or an additional 5% if you are really ambitious about saving money for the future. Which is 15% then. Um, And I think that, I mean, if you, for example, are in my position, I am gonna save, like, an enormous amount of money. And I've always been the case. And I've always been doing that and and whatnot. It's been always the case. The thing, though, is, if I would have a flat, if I would have to just have pay rent, if I'd have to buy, well, I do most often buy my own food, though. Um, but also there is expenses in terms of water, electricity, and whatnot. Then, um, you know, I I wouldn't be able to save that much. Definitely not. I think you know. On the other hand, when I'm having a quote-unquote real job at this point of time at something, you know, somehow half-assed, if I can call it that way. But, I mean, if I'm, well, I'd still be able to to really save a lot of money. Because I figured that shit out. Okay, I need to eat this, I need to eat that. Okay, this is going to cost me that and that. I mean, a fucking can of fucking beans is costing 69 fucking cents. This is insane. For half a kilo of fucking beans. You know, eat one of these jars or conserves or cans or whatever you want to call it. And you're going to be quite full. Drinking a lot of water and whatnot. And there you have a fucking meal. Of course it is no gourmet shit. Of course it is not the best thing you can eat. But I just, you know, also wouldn't say that that eating this only is kind of the way to go. Like you're going to spend, you know, having three meals a day. You're going to spend two bucks a day for food. Which is nuts. You know, of course, um, may or may not be that healthy. Uh, but yeah, one could pull it off if one would actually want to do that. Uh, then let's see, it's going to be the last one. Reducing debt. debt. is a heavy burden to bear. You might think that you're digging your way out of debt, but as you work hard to pay off the money you owe, more and more things end up costing money. The best way to reduce your debt are First of all, if you have money saved up, pay off your debts. Once you have paid them off, however, you won't be able to have to save any more money. However, it's worth paying the debt because that will earn a higher return than if you had invested the money in a savings account. The second thing is transfer your debts to a lower interest rate. You can do this by getting a new credit card and transferring the balance from your old cards to it. On the other hand, you could also um, get a new credit and... Pay off that debt if this is lower in interest than the other one. Which by the way, I think is done by countries actually. You know, that it is a cycle of okay, always getting new credits with which you you pay the the old um, debt quite but yeah. To avoid accumulating a new debt, pay credit card bills as soon as they arrive. Don't miss payments and make sure you understand how your card issuer. Assesses interest pay off the entire balance each month if you're not happy with your current company shop around for a better deal or ask Them to lower their fees. The credit card business is very competitive and valuable accounts are highly sought after And yeah, there's home sweet home It's actually not that much left Well, let's go through homes, the last two things as well home sweet home The accumulation of wealth is an essential part of life To do that, you should build equity by purchasing a home. If you're planning to buy a house, there are six things to consider. The first one: explore options other than the traditional down payment. The second is check with your state housing agency and ask about Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loans. Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae. Don't forget to look into the different types of mortgages as well. The first one. Don't accept the first mortgage offer you get. Instead, shop around and find a better deal that can save you thousands of dollars in the long run. The second, before shopping for a house, it is important to know how much you can afford. To do that, get, a pre-qualified, get pre-qualified for a mortgage loan. Pre-qualifying will let you know what the maximum amount of money you can borrow is. It's always important to avoid adjustable rate mortgages, which are, are, are ARMs, With ARMs, your monthly payment increases as interest rates rise. If you take out an ARM, make sure that there are caps on the annual and lifetime increases in the payments. And the third thing is, avoid loans that don't require you to pay the interest as it accrues. Avoid mortgages in which you make small payments for several years and and then have to pay off the entire balance at once. Yeah, this is stupid. In some circumstances, renting may may make more economic sense than buying a house. If the rent is much cheaper and you don't think that there will be any positive equity in your neighborhood, it might be better to rent instead of buy a house. You should look at your lease so that you know exactly what you're getting into if you decide to rent. It's not worth it to get stuck with a bad deal because you didn't read over the details of your contract before signing on the dotted line. Yeah, and at least at my point of view, it's also a great way to stay liquid, you know, and also not going into debt and and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. Of course, uh, owning something in the end and, and whatnot is amazing, but but yeah, as I said, the tax man cometh. Smart investors know that they should save as much of their money as possible. Therefore, they avoid paying too much in taxes. The best way to do this is by using the following ten tax strategies The first one if you don't think you'll have enough deductions in the first year put off expenses to the second year that way you'll meet the minimums for certain deductions and can deduct them in that year The second if you move for a job see if you can if you move for a job, see if you can deduct your moving costs you should do research on the IRS website and figure out what's deductible figure out if you save money if you would save money by Filing jointly or separately. If one spouse works on the other and the other doesn't, file jointly. If both of you work, fill out joint returns as well as individual ones to compare them. The third, check your withholding. Don't just do it once and forget about it. Check on a regular basis to make sure that you're still claiming the right number of deductions for your situation. This is especially important if any major life changes occur, such as getting married, buying a home, or having children. If you always receive a big refund each year, then you're probably overwithholding taxes from your paycheck. The fourth, take advantage of state and local deductions. Some states allow you to deduct your federal income taxes, car licenses fees, and property taxes. The fifth, if you pay taxes, then consider investments that offer tax advantages. If one person earns more than the other in a relationship, then they might want to file separately before getting married. The sixth, You can reduce your taxes by taking advantage of Flexible Spending Accounts, or FSAs, for childcare or medical expenses. The seventh, if you're a self-employed performer, see if you can deduct some of your business expenses. And the eighth is, save money on interest payments. Consider using a home equity loan to pay off high-rate credit card debt. You can deduct the interest you pay on your home equity loan from your taxes. Which sounds amazing. So if you decide to use a professional tax preparer, remember that you are still responsible for any mistakes he or she may make on your behalf. While using a tax preparer can be convenient and save time, the IRS will ultimately hold you accountable for the return. Review your forms carefully before signing them and approving your return. And that's it! And with that being said, I'm also gonna end the episode, so wish you the best. Please stay safe, save your money, get rich, get wealthy Don't live above your means. Don't buy dumb shit you don't need. And I'm going to see you the next time. Bye-bye.